0: Well, hello, hello, hello there. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of a diary of a queer Mexican American. <laughs> Welcome back. Before I even get started, I hope you guys are following me on all social media. Um, at Eastlies twenty seven. You can find me on anywhere like Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Pornhub. You know, whatever feels your fit. <laughs> But today I'm really excited because we're at the end of uh Black History Month, and that's something that I really do want to talk about. Um, and of course I do want to talk about how like black people have influenced my life and what we can do as humans to become better, um, especially when it comes to to racism, um, when it comes to prejudices that we all might have, um, and etc. But first, I do want to talk about like people who are absolutely influential like in black history and I wanted to look up like people who I had no clue about um so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down like Oprah because Oprah is very widely well known you know Beyonce you know Amanda Seals you know people of today um but I do want to go back through like a little bit of history and and just talk about some of these people so the first person that I'm going to talk about is Annie Lee Cooper she was born from 2010 Wow, 1910 to 2010. <laughs> I can't read. Um, the Selma, Alabama native, she played a crucial part in the 1965 Selma voting rights movement. But it wasn't until Oprah played her in 2014 Oscar-nominated film Selma that people really took notice of Cooper's activism. She is lauded for punching Alabama sheriff Jim Clark in the face, but she really deserves to be celebrated for fighting to restore and protect uh, voters' rights wow, I didn't, I, I need to watch Selma. That's, that's like another thing that I really need to watch. Um, I haven't watched it, it came, and it came out in 2014. Definitely need to watch it. Um, Dorothy Height in 1912 to 2010, she held the, the godmother of the women's movement Hyde used her background in education and social work to advance women's rights she was a leader in the young women's christian association the w the ywca and the president of the national council of negro women for more than 40 years she was also among the few women present in 1963 march on washington where dr king delivered his famous speech i have a dream wow Bessie Coleman, despite being the first licensed black pilot in the world, Coleman wasn't recognized as a pioneer in aviation until after his death. Through history, has favorite, Amelia Earhart or the Wright brothers, Coleman, who went to flight school in France in 1919, paved the way for a new generation of diverse flyers like the Tus... Hold on. I can't read. Um, Tus- Tuskegee Airmen, Blackbirds, and Flying Hobos flying hobos hmm, interesting so he was like the first black pilot that is freaking awesome um good to you bessie coleman um ethel waters waters first entered the entertainment business in the 1920s as a blues singer but she made history for her work in television in addition to becoming the first african-american to start in her own tv show in 1939 the ethel waters show she was nominated for her first emmy in 1962 go miss ethel waters especially in the 1920s where you know like racism was still like very very apparent and was very huge um ethel waters like steamrolled through that and i was like "Uh -uh, i'm gonna be a bad bitch and i'm gonna have my own tv show oh the next one is my baby marcia p johnson she was born in 1945 to 1992 before the necklace documentary brought johnson's story to life The Death and the Life of Marsha P. Johnson by David France. many people were unfamiliar with the influential role she had on drag and on queer culture. Johnson, a black trans woman and activist, was at the forefront of the LGBTQIA movement. In addition to being the the co-founder of Star, an organization that houses homeless queer youth, Johnson also fought for equality through the Gay Liberation Front. So what people don't know about, like, so I'm gonna give you like a little context about Marsha P. Johnson, um, because I watched a documentary and everything. So, um, Marsha, so but before like the the um, this whole uh, gay liberation front happened, um, of course there was a couple instances in California where like there was a, a couple of moments of like uh, police brutality and um situations that were happening in a couple of bars, but this is the most notable one. Was Marsha P. Johnson, um, she. Was in the forefront of the gay liberation movement, and because of the fact that she threw that brick and she started the fight for gay liberation, what really upset me about the gay liberation movement is that people took it and kind of made it their own, and they completely forgot that it was a trans woman and a black woman and a drag queen that started this movement. Um, she is the face. Her and Sylvia, um, who was a Latina, were like at the forefront of like this whole thing. Is like people of color. And um, people forget about that. Like, so if you are a gay person, please go through and just look at the life of like uh, Marsha P. Johnson and just, just listen to that because uh, um, it was a gay person. It was a, uh, I'm twisting over my words. It was a black trans woman who ended up giving you her rights. And I'm gonna say this because like there was this one white person that was trying to talk to me at one point, and we were talking about police brutality because we, police brutality is really big, um, amongst minorities. And this guy was, um, he was, um, what do you call it? And he was an EMT. And he was like, well, if you hate the police, then you hate me. And I'm like, those have nothing to do with each other. Like no one made a song that says, fuck the EMT because, you know, generally that there is issues with like the, um, or with the, what is it called? With the medical field and and you know minorities because for some reason like most people of color they get turned away because or they're not being listened to because of um because of lack of understanding but um uh, of how our bodies work you know but that's it for a different story um but anyways this emt was like well if they hate me i never had a block i never had a problem with black people up until like this movement started happening and, like, people were hating on me because I was part of the EMT. And I was like, well, you're, you're not being hated. Like, I understand that it sucks, but people are f- mad. People are frustrated and, like, you know, they want to get through liberation. Like, this is a – I understand that this is a speed bump, but don't take it personally. Like, it sucks, but don't take it personally. And he's like, how am I supposed to take it personally when they're hating me? And I was like, you're a gay person. A black uh, a black trans woman ended up giving you your rights. And it, w- and it was because of police brutality that started the gay liberation movement i hope you understand that so if it wasn't for like these trans black um and other people of color you as a gay person would never have rights because that started the gay liberation movement and it was because of the police that was all up in your fucking business as a gay person um that was sending us to jail for no reason and there was laws stacked against us that if it wasn't for her you don't have any rights you understand that right and he was like, "I'll make sure to add that to things that I have to learn." And I was like, "Okay, fuck you. This is not a white person that I need to be dealing with because he's a fucking moron," and oh, it, it, that that really bothered me. That that really did bother me. And the reason why I go off about about Marsha P. Johnson is because, like, it's it's gay history, and I do my best to like drum up on gay history. And a lot of these other people that I'm like mentioning, I I don't know them. I look them up. In the process to continue my education i don't want to look up like people that i've already known so like i said before but let's keep learning let's look at miss ruby bridges okay miss ruby bridges i actually don't know i do know a little bit about but she was born in 1954 she's still alive today bridges probably had no idea that the bolt Uh, act that she committed in the 1960s was set off a chain reaction leading to the integrations of schools in the south she was just six years old when she became the first african-american student to attend williams Friends elementary in louisiana at the height of desegregation she is now the chair of the ruby bridges foundation which was formed in 1999 to promote the values of tolerance respect and appreciation for all differences so she was like the first one to integrate into like an all-white school and what's really entertaining is that like people want to sit here and say well like segregation happened so long ago like it's happened so long ago and i'm like there's people that are still alive that went through desegregation and that and that you know that were not able to drink out of like quote-unquote white fountains or that weren't able to go to like a white school or weren't able to be allowed in like white spaces and when that wasn't that long ago when you think about it that was like what maybe So is it 19 well she was born in 1954, but she was in the nineteen sixties, so it was like forty like sixty years ago? That's not that long ago. That is not that long ago. People want to pretend like it was happened so long ago and that racism doesn't happen. And it's like, you know, bitch, it still happens every fucking day. Every day. All right. Miss Ella Baker, she was born in nineteen oh three to nineteen eighty six. Baker was an essential activist during the civil rights movement. She was a field secretary and a branch director for the NAACP and also co-founded an organization that raised money to to fight Jim Crow laws. Additionally, Baker was a key organizer for Martin Luther King Jr.'s Southern Christian leadership. Wow. Call Ella Baker. Wow. Okay. So, let's look at... Mm, whoa, my notes are all off. Ooh, I need to get it together. Mercedes Tanner Mossel Alexander. She was a writer and she was born in 1898 to 1989. She was a native Philadelphian. Alexander was the first black woman to receive a PhD in economics in the United States. The first black uh, student to graduate with a law degree from Penn Law School and the first African-American woman to practice law in Pennsylvania. Alexander works and views are. Record in speeches kept in the pen archives. Ooh, go, Miss Alexander. The Sadie Alexander Mossel, um, uh, the Sadie Tanner Mossel Alexander University of Pennsylvania Partnership School. Wow, in West Philly is named after her. work, Miss Sadie, work. We love that. All right, Miss Richard Allen he was a minister in 1760 to 1831 a minister educator writer this philadelphia native found the african uh, methodist epicostal church the first independent black denomination in the united states he opened the first ame church in philly in 1794 born into slavery he bought his freedom in in the 19 or the 1780s and joined the saint george church go richard allen because of the seating restrictions placed on, on black people to be confined to the gallery, he left to form his own church in 1787. He turned an old blacksmith shop into the first church for black people in the United States. All right, you better get your religion on. I don't believe in religion, but you know what? Go for it, baby. Go for it. Oh, Maya Angelou, Ugh, her poetry just transcends time and she's just an incredible person. Maya Angelou received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the former president from, Black, from Jesus, President Barack Obama in 1910. And um, she of course, she was a poet. Um, Maya Angelou was from 1928 to 2014. Angelou was an American poet, singer, memoirist, and civil rights activist in the colorful and troubling past highlighted in her most famous autobiography, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. She published seven autobiographies, three books of essays, several books of poetry, and is credited with a list of plays, movies, television spanning over 50 years. Her work has been considered a defense and celebration of black culture. I have seen uh, Miss Maya Angelou in a lot of, um, in a lot of movies, but one that's very notable was in, was in a Tyler Perry movie. And uh, just the, like the way that she speaks, the way that she carries her voice and the way that like she pushes love is absolutely incredible. She's, she's someone that always sticks in my mind when I think of like black culture, black people and, and and just like the celebration of, of what it is to, to be that, you know, she's incredible. Okay. I'm going to butcher this word. Robert. G U I L L A U M E he's an actor. He was born in 1927 to 2017. Robert was raised by his grandmother in the segregated South, but moved to New York to escape racial injustice. There, he performed in theater for 19 years, gaining momentum and a Tony nomination for his portrayal of Nathan Detroit in Guys and Dolls. In 1976, he landed his infamous role in Benson on Soap, which won him an Emmy and a spinoff. Benson, for which he won another Emmy, he returned to the stage in 1990, playing the role of Phantom in Phantom of the Opera at the infamous Mason Theater. Mm. So many words that I don't know. He voiced on one of the Disney's most beloved animated characters, Rafiki. (gasps) Oh my god. And he can still be heard as a narrator for the animated series Happily Ever After. A fairy tale for every child. Ooh. That's 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 fucking lit I didn't know he was Rafiki. And Rafiki is one of my favorite characters in the Lion King. That is wow. Good for you, Robert. Nipsey Hussle. So Nipsey Hussle is um someone who's a little bit more recent because he died in 2019. Um but I didn't know much about him. I've heard like a couple of songs of his, but I wasn't like that educated on him. Um but he was born Armeus Joseph Dome Ashton Hustle was an American activist, entrepreneur, and a Grammy Award winning rapper. He was raised in South Central. Ooh, South Central. Hey, I'm from there. Uh, he joined gangs to survive before eventually attending success in the music industry. Hustle focused on giving solutions and inspiration to young black men like him, denouncing gun violence through his music, influence, and community work, while speaking openly about his experience with gay culture. Gang? gang I know (laughs) sorry I couldn't breathe I meant to say gang Hustle was shot and killed a day before he was to meet with LAPD officials to address gang violence in South LA I I remember when he passed away and like everybody was like really upset and I never understood why I didn't understand like why um why this man was so influential and like why everyone was really upset that he ended up passing but Come to see that he, he this man was a complete activist and like using his music to you know to denounce gang violence like that that that's fucking amazing Nipsey like you are beloved and he's greatly missed I like I still people here to this day like talk about Nipsey Hustle even though I wasn't that educated on him um but to to denounce gang violence like that's good for you man like that that's a hard road to walk on and. It's sad to say that he was shot and killed, and I remember like someone told me that he was shot and killed right in front of his t-shirt shop that he built in the hood, and that's that's wild. I don't know why anyone would want to get rid of Nipsey Hussle. Miss Nina Simone, oh, Miss Nina Simone's music's so good. She's a musician. She's from. She was born in 1933 and she passed away in 2003. Born Eunice Wayman in Troy, North Carolina, Simone was an American singer, songwriter, musician, arranger, and civil rights activist. Her music crossed all General, genera- Can I speak? Damn it. English is hard. Her music crossed all generals from uh, classical, jazz, blue, folk, and R&B, gospel, and pop. She learned to play the piano as a toddler and played in church where her father was a preacher. She would cross tracks to the, the white south of of town to study classical piano with a German teacher and was later accepted to the Juilliard school. Wow, I had no clue. No wonder why she was such a bombass. She went on record for more than 40 albums and in 2003, just days before her death, the Curtis Institute awarded her an honorary degree. Oh, Miss Nina Simone. Oh, good job. Like she's, she's such a boss. If you have not listened to any of Nina Simone's music, do yourself a favor. Please go listen to it. Please go listen to it. So these are some of the people that I, like I said before, like this is going to be the third time I'm going to say, I had no idea about, um, well, of course, Nina Simone. And, um, but some of the other ones, like I had no clue, like that they would have like such an impact on so many things. Like when it came to TV, like radio, um, uh, activism, it's absolutely incredible. So these are some movies to watch. This is I, I, this is a list for myself, too, because a lot of these I haven't watched. Um, because, once again, you should not ask a Black person to educate yourself on Black history. There's, there's so many things out there in the world that there's so much resources. Like, there's movies, there's books, there's documentaries. There's so many things that you have the ability to go watch. So to sit here and to talk to a black person about racism and how they, and all this other stuff is just, don't even, don't even try it. Don't even consider it. There's education out there. You don't need to be educated by a black person. There's enough media out there in the world that you can specifically look up yourself. It's not anyone's job to educate besides yourself. But that being, but this is part of the reason why I wanted to do it. Um, Cause not only am I in the process of educating myself with, like just even looking up like some of these things, um, and learning more about people. Um, I'm hopefully educating you for all the listeners out there. So it's like, we can learn together. Okay. But don't go out. Don't be going out to any black person and asking them about shit. No, don't do it. That's a good way to get smacked because it's not their job. It's our job. Okay. So some of the movies that are, that I've seen that people keep on telling me to watch or the articles like I said, people, I meant to say articles um, are like Malcolm X, courtesy of Warner Brothers. This is a powerful Spike Lee film starring Denzel Washington, chronicles the life of life and the influence of Malcolm X. If you don't know the story of the charismatic black nationalist leader and Nations of Islam member, consider this your premiere. So I've always heard Malcolm X and everywhere it goes. So I, I'm like a huge fan of like a lot of black artists. You know, Beyonce is one of the the biggest ones in my, in my mind, who is super influential to me. And I remember, um, in one of her songs that she did with, with Jay-Z, she said, C- um, call me Malcolm X. And then she wrote, like Beyonce references Malcolm X a lot. Um, and so I really need to educate myself on Malcolm X. One thing that's that I think I listened to a podcast of, and I think it was like Amanda Seals podcast, um, where, um. I think the difference between Malcolm X and uh Martin Luther King was like Martin Luther King was like a little bit more I th- I don't want to say passive but he was like no don't do anything like spark love like this is how we get through things. And Malcolm X was like a little bit more um a little bit more um, He was a little bit more direct, like, no, fuck this shit, like, fuck yourselves, like, this shit shouldn't be happening in this fucking world, you know? Um, So he's a little bit more direct, where, like, Martin Luther King was a little bit more passive and was was like, let's try to get into a place of love, and he was like, no, fuck your shit, bitch, like, this shouldn't happen. That's the best way that I can (laughs) word it. And strangely enough, one of the things that was listed was Zootopia, courtesy of Disney. And... I, I was like, how does Zootopia? How would this fit into like the narrative of of uh, of you know understanding Black people, Black culture, or you know in the essence of you know Black History Month? And th- this is this is a description. While not a movie specifically about, about Black history. This award-winning animated film is a great introduction to family conversations about Rachel profiling segregation abuse of authority and and bigotry plus it includes lots of cute characters and jokes to keep adults entertained too which is really true like i think this is like a really nice and cute way to like teach people about you know racism profiling segregation etc like all the things that that it listed um and it's a good conversation that just because this person looks a specific way does not mean that they're all about this xyz you know it's very interesting, and of course I watched Utopia. Utopia was one of the films that I I watched because I'm a Disney nerd and I like to watch Disney. And um, it's really interesting how they 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 made that the underlying theme of it without us realizing it. Interesting. Now Selma. Selma was released in 2014 by director Ava DuVernay. Um, you can watch it in Prime Video. Um. So. It's a story about Martin Luther King in the film depicting the civil rights leader, historic uh, voting rights marches from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama. And I this, I remember I, I saw it when it re- was released and I really wanted to watch it, but I just, I, I don't know why I didn't. I don't know. Maybe cause I was in school and I was poor and I didn't have money and I was working for Walmart. But anyways, I, a lot of people have told me that this movie was really, really good. And I think they gave it four stars. Huh? I really need to watch it. I didn't know that this was about Dr. King, which I should have known My right dumb, I should have known. Okay. Harriet, which is a movie about Harriet Tubman. Um, so the main person who is playing her is Cynthia. Herviel. I don't even know if I said that right. She helped bring the overdue story of the underground Railroad conductor, Harriet Tubman, um, to the big screen, the film was directed and co-written by St. Louis native Cassie Lemons. So, that th- okay, so I know like a little bit about Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman was a fucking beast when it came to like uh, bringing black people and um, getting them to the Underground Railroad. Um, so, one thing that I found interesting was like, so back in the day, people, black people would um, do specific hairstyles um, that way they can. Because, like, constantly, like, the railroad had to change because, you know, white people were always on their backs and, like, looking for, like, the escaped slaves, etc. So one thing that black people did is, like, the braids in their hair, they would use that as a secret map. They would use that as a secret map to... Um, to get from the north to the south. Or from the south to the north. I didn't know that. So it, that that it really does explain why, like, hair... Besides one of the ma- many various reasons why hair is important to black people. But, like white braves are so important because they help them get to freedom. And I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was listening to Bob and Monet's take on black history month. Um, and there were, uh, apparently Bob knows so much about Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman is fucking a beast because she ended up being a general. Um, and she would free thousands of slaves a day. So from what I remember, um, they would, like, I think it was, like, a little bit after, like, the North and South uh, was over or something like that. I don't know if it was. Anyways, don't quote me on that. But Harriet Tubman ended up being a general. And Harriet Tubman, with the men that she ended up having, she would go to certain camps, certain um, certain uh, slave slave camps, and she would... Free the slaves, and she would like burn down the place, and then just hop to the next one, and the the slaves there would help them, uh, free the the other slaves in other camps, and just, just she would just keep on bouncing, bouncing, like within the same day, and that is fucking insane. Like I wish they would have done the story about that, because like holy fuck, can you just imagine like just Harriet Tubman, just like whipping ass and taking names and like freeing other slaves, like that's fucking incredible, and it. It really does. Like, more respect should be paid to Harriet. More respects. And Martin Luther King. For sure. Now let's watch... Now the next one is Hidden Figures. I did watch Hidden Figures, and I fucking loved this movie. It was so good. NASA's black female mathematician, Katherine Johnson, Dorothy... Vegan? And Mary Jackson received a rare spotlight with portrayals by Taraji P Henson, Octavia Spencer, and Janelle Monae. And of course, Taraji P Henson and Octavia Spencer are two of like my favorite actresses of all time. If I were to ever meet them, I would ball. And of course, Janelle Monae, she's like, she's like a beast when it comes to music. Like I love her music. There's two in in particular that I always think of when I think of Janelle Monae. It was like her first hit. Um, tightrope and then um i like that where she just talks about herself and like like how she just likes how she is and who she is as a person so um these are like really three just incredible um black women but one of the things that like always um when it when it comes to the movie hidden figures the number one thing that i always think of was like in that moment where taraji p henson would have to go to the bathroom and she would have to like literally walk a mile just to go to the bathroom And, um, and, um, one of the guys was asking him, was asking Taraji, and he was like, well, where are you? Why are you going to the bathroom so much? And then she would say, there's no bathroom for colored people. And he was like, what? And then she screamed it out loud. And she's like, there is no bathroom for colored people here in this, in this building. I have to walk a mile just to believe myself oh my god that's one of my favorite fucking scenes oh, oh it was so good and taraji such a good actress and my other favorite part in the movie when he literally grabbed a baseball bat and he grabbed a baseball bat and he like he just like hammered that sign down and 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 was like now you have a bathroom here in this building miss and i was like yes <laughs> So to Ms. Catherine and Ms. Dorothy and Ms. Mary, it was because of them that we ended up getting to the moon with their mathematician skills. They're incredible women and they should be loved and they should be celebrated because without them, we would not have any moon landing, period. Now, straight out of Compton, Oh my God. I remember when straight out of Compton came out and everybody was all about it. And people were like making t-shirts that would say like straight out of Oklahoma, straight out of Kansas, you know, straight out of yellow bullshit. You know, like there were so many memes of it everywhere, but, um, straight out of Compton was released in 2015 by director, um, F Gary Gray. Um, you can watch it in prime video. Um, O'Shea Jackson, Jr. Corey Hawkins and Jason Mitchell star in the musical drama based on the rise of groundbreaking and controversial, rap act nwa which spawned dr dre ice cube and easy mm. oh, I love ice cube and dr dre you can never go wrong with the music because i grew up with that music and how can you not <laughs> how can you fucking not um now let's go to the 13th and the 13th on netflix uh i ended up watching this one too Oh, excuse me. Um, da-da-da-da. What are you, okay, what is this, what is this, okay. So it's produced by a legendary filmmaker, um, Ava DuVernay. Hopefully I'm saying her name right. The documentary is based on, uh, has been on, is based on the 13th Amendment, which frees slaves and prohibits slavery. Though, as DuVernay argues, the post-civil war American has simply found new ways to suppress and defrast Defranchise black Americans which I like I said I did watch the I did watch the film on on Netflix um it was pretty much saying that they made um slavery illegal but they didn't completely make it illegal especially when you look at um the 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 text in the 13th amendment um So they kind of made other ways to make slavery legal, like, especially like if they've gone to prison, which is like a new form of like slavery, because you have these people that will work for so little and for so nothing. And, um, of course the way that, um, the way that some presidents would drop certain drugs in like black neighborhoods, which ended up spending, um, for so much. And, them declaring war on drugs and then on top of that because of the like the war on drugs and them dropping drugs in um in black neighborhoods um a lot of black people were and uh they ended up in jail they ended up in jail they ended up segregated anyways um because they weren't allowed to live in certain neighborhoods and still so to this day it still happens where people are looked strangely when they look like quote-unquote in a neighborhood that they don't belong it's happened several times, you know, like one of the ones that killed me is like Ahmaud Arbery. The, the the man was just, was just running. He was just jogging, just jogging. And then you have these two white people who looked at him and they literally said, there's this, this young boy not belong in our neighborhood. And then they ended up shooting him. Oh, but you know, the, those two men, I ended up going to prison. Thank the Lord fucking Jesus. Um, and, you know, there's so many instances that happen like that today that it, it it's mind boggling. Like these are, I don't know, I wish there was something like that I can do besides like using what little platform I have to, to, to help continue to educate and then just shut up whenever a black person's there and whenever they're speaking, um, so I want to take a moment and just talk about like some of the most influential black people that have influenced me like all throughout my life. So my top number one is definitely going to have to be the queen be herself, Beyonce. Um, I've been obsessed with her probably since I was in like middle school. So that would have been her like third album. Like I am Sasha fierce. And I remember I became so obsessed that I backtracked. I backtracked to, like, her very first albums in Destiny's Child, and I, like, listened to them. Like, it was, like, the Holy Bible itself because I was obsessed with Queen Bee. I still am to this day, and she's come out with, like, so many great albums. Um, Even the last one that she came out with, which was fucking incredible, just detailing, like, the Black experience and Black people and Black is King is fucking incredible. Um, So if you ever have an opportunity co watch Black is King. That was one of the most intricate, most beautiful um, films I've ever seen in my life. And she was very influential to me. And she still, still to this day, is very influential. Like whenever there's a song come out, I'm just I already download. I don't even have to know if I'd like it or not. Her all of her albums are downloaded. I'm obsessed with this woman. Like clear obsession. Um, I've never seen her in concert because yeah, boy's poor. But um, she's one of my favorites. As I said, like Taraji P. Henson, like I've seen her in like so many films, specifically like, you know, in um, thinking like a man or think like a man, I think that's, I think that's what it's called. I don't know. I'm terrible at movie titles. I've seen her in Tyler Perry movies. I can do all bad by myself. Um, God, Hidden Figures, Taraji. Oh my God. And don't even get me started. Don't even get me started on Empire. Because Cookie Baby Cookie, (laughs) she is she's incredible. And then of course, like people like Oprah, who have who have done some of those the most uncomfortable interviews where you know she was pretty much looked at and and people were like throwing the N word at her, and yet she still kept going with her career, having a talk show. It was insane. She is one. She Oprah. She did her due diligence, and now she's creating her own network. Or no, she, sorry, I'm, all, I'm always talking like in past tense. She created her own network where now she's like detailing and like putting people's voices like to the forefront that she feels is absolutely important. And let's be real, she puts a lot of black people under the forefront for sure. You know, like people like Steve Harvey. Um, oh my God, Monique. Oh, I love Monique. Monique was such an incredible Um person like in the and especially in the 90s i know she's blackballed in hollywood but she was also like a a very incredible comedian um who has done a lot of work jesus and then i'm just gonna go through some of the tv shows that i've like watched that i've always been obsessed with oh my god there's like moesha moesha was my shit sister sister I love Sister, Sister. Uh, Other movie, uh, movies like Love and Basketball. Any of the Medea movies. I love Misa Medea uh, Hello, children. Uh, <laughs> anything with Medea. Oh my god, especially like the recent movie that she just came out with. Um, Tyler Perry ugh, does such good fucking work. Um, Homecoming. Oh my god. At the very end of the credits, she did a Beyonce style of her uh, Coachella... <laughs> a Focaccia concert and I fucking loved it Tyler Perry's fucking insane and I would love to work for that man hands down Whenever if he were to be like you motherfucker you gonna be in my movie I'm gonna be like yes daddy what you want I don't even care do you want to pay me like would you like to pay me I mean I don't care just as long as I'm in the same presence as motherfucking Tyler Perry and some of the most incredible actors that are in those fucking movies uh, even Taraji P. Henson was like he was the first one to pay me a shit ton of money i don't remember how much the the amount was but he was like that's the first man to ever pay me what i was fucking worth and i was like dude good for tyler perry good for motherfucking tyler perry oh god let's see who else like whitney houston donna summer oh my god uh, aretha franklin um oh my god oh cadillac records so for those of you who have never watched that movie Cadillac Records of course it's on Netflix but it's a movie depicting um Chess Records where this one white man ended up giving voices to so many black americans and he specifically black artists creating sounds and he, he there's so many like people like Muddy Waters um oh god what is her name i just sang her song um mm, 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 mm. Oh, what is her name? This is going to kill me. I'm going to look this up. I don't care if I'm on the podcast right now. I'm going to look her up. Because I cannot disrespect her like that. Um, Etta James. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot Etta James. Um, she found great success with her 1961 hit at last. Um, sadly, she died um, from leukemia. But um, she... Oh God... Her music is—I still listen to her music, like like not three. Like before I even got on this podcast, I was I was uh, singing, um, some has Got to Hold on Me," um, and she was just an incredible talent. And they they like this specific company gives so many voices, and then of course Queen B ended up starring in it. <laughs> oh my God, Dream Girls, Ugh, Dream Girls, Ugh, Jesus jesus okay i can go on and on about like all these like black films and all these influential black people um or and even like even people like raven simone um even though raven simone is really problematic i have to give props to her where props is due because even when i was younger i i say this a lot and i've told this to a lot of people that um when it came to like a lot of white shows on Disney, I would never see my family dynamic ever on any of these white shows. And I remember I watched Raven on that, So Raven. And it was like probably one of the few, one of the first black shows that I ever watched. And I saw my family dynamic. Like I saw my family dynamic. It was like great food. Everyone had like a big personality and it was all about love. And um, even though we, we would go, we would all go through some crazy shit. But like at the end of the day, we're all there for each other, you know. We are all big personalities, and I, that's what originally got me like started on, on um, just watching black shows because I would see myself in them. Not like physically and with my skin color, because I got light skin. But um, but specifically like my family dynamic, you know, because I I feel like Mexican culture, and black culture, there's a lot of similarities within us. And so I that's what I gravitated towards. That's what my two older brothers gravitated to too. They listen to like they listen to like Tupac, um, E40 and like all these other influences like black rappers, you know, and um that's what I ended up getting it from from my older brothers, even though like we don't really talk. <laughs> but um yeah. But there's my, like, little spiel about, you know, black history. Um, Of course, there's so many other... um, There's so many other things that you can get educated on um, when it comes to black people, black history, when it comes to racism, when it comes to anything and everything. But most importantly, like, learn to love, learn to celebrate, and learn that a lot of history has been covered up when it comes to, like, black people and black culture. Um, Because there's so many people that have done so many things um, throughout history that are not giving props where props is due, where, like, a white man is standing in front and saying, like, they did this, when in reality, they didn't. So get get out there, get educated, um, learn to celebrate black culture, edu- go educate yourselves, and, you know, spread the love. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Do Mexican American? And I hope you guys celebrated uh, February um, very well. I hope there was a lot of love because it was Valentine's Day. I hope there was um, some sort of education because it's also Martin L- Luther King's birthday as well as um, Black History Month. But I am signing off. Bye, guys. Hasta la bye-bye. Adios. Peace.